This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Craig Earlham in London. Good afternoon, Craig. How are you doing? I'm really good, mate. How are you? Very good. Let's first talk about the latest from the markets. What are the markets doing at the moment? Uh, Europe's a little bit higher. The US looks a little bit flat. It's kind of represents really how we've started the week. It seems that we've had a very, very busy few weeks, what with earnings season, with the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the ECB, many other central banks as well. And obviously the geopolitical issues on the side. And there's been so much action in the markets that we've kind of gone into the start of this week. There's very few data points out. There's not really much event risk at the very start of the week. And I think maybe traders are just taking a bit of a step back with an eye on the end of the week to kind of see how the big events this week go. And I'm talking the Fed minutes on Wednesday, the US inflation data on Thursday. That could really now lay the groundwork for how the markets are going to respond. And I think that's really important because... We have seen a lot of negativity at the start of the year, but what's been really interesting the last couple of weeks is that we haven't continued to see that kind of falling knife situation. At the start of the year, we were seeing the markets were falling quite heavily, and it did feel like it was kind of like, who wants to jump in and try and catch the falling knife? And the markets have stabilised. We've seen many rebounds over the course of the last couple of weeks, which I think has given investors confidence that maybe there is a time now where we can start to edge our way back in if maybe we're seeing signs that the market's stabilising a bit, that we're not going to see massively sharp declines and at a time when there's so much now priced into the markets in terms of rate hikes. Four or five rate hikes in the US, four or five rate hikes in the UK, four tenths of a percent in Europe, even maybe even five tenths taking Europe out of negative territory for the first time in many years. So it seems with so much priced in, we are seeing starting to see signs of stability returning. And maybe investors are just looking at Wednesday, Thursday and saying, well, let's just get out this other way. Big downside risk for the markets and let's see where we go from there. I think it's worth noting that we are kind of nearing a point now where we're getting close to potential peak inflation. The, the view seems to be that peak inflation is going to come around April time. The surveys may, may start to give us an impression slightly ahead of that, that we are seeing signs that inflation is plateauing and that we are going to start to see a downward trajectory. That could give investors further confidence as well. And once inflation starts to dip, then the pressure eases a little bit on central banks and we could see some of this paired back. But for now, we're still very much in the midst of these very high inflation readings. And when, if we see the US coming in line, for example, on Thursday, it's 7.3%. If we see it surpass those expectations, then we're not just above um, the, the Fed's target. We're, we're multiples above. And that, that, that obviously then could see the markets have a bit of a wobble again and could see interest rate expectations ramped up again from four to five to five to six, six to seven, as Jamie Dimon suggested is possible. And that could create more volatility in these markets. So I think we're just getting back to this point now where because it's a bit of a calm start to the week that we're just seeing investors kind of take to the sidelines and wait for these next two big risk events to get out of the way. What about oil at the moment, Craig? I note around about 2% lower for both Brent and WTI. Is that something to do with how the nuclear talks with Iran are going on. Yeah, I think so. I think it's I think there's a couple of things. One is that we did start to see momentum start to fade just above that $90 mark and I think that probably help factor into it but i think the iran talks is, is a really important one we're talking about millions of barrels a day potentially coming back online if a deal can be struck here so it's no small feat in such a tight market um i think that really is the game changer and i think there's a real incentive from washington to really engage within the get engage in these talks at a very time sensitive period and try and get a deal over the line because we've got the midterms coming up over in the us and 
I think Biden needs a victory on the oil front. I think households and businesses are really feeling the pinch as a result of higher energy costs. And people feel it most at the pump. You really notice a difference when you're filling up the tank and, and you see how much extra you're spending. And if we can see a deal on the nuclear accord and we can see millions of barrels coming back online and they're saying they can bring them back on quickly and you can see a significant impact on that oil price and people can start to see a benefit of that at the pump uh, going into those midterms then it could give uh, the president and the democrats a much needed boost so i do think there's a lot of incentive there to get this over the line and you can see that based on the gesture which we saw suggesting the idea that we could see the waivers reintroduced uh, with regards to the sanctions that's kind of a gesture towards getting a deal over the line so we'll see how these things go it does seem that we are nearing the point one way or another we're far enough down now that we're going to see either a deal or we're going to see this collapse altogether and I think the markets are maybe pricing in the fact that there's more chance of a deal now than not. And that's contributing, at least, to the easing of these uh, price pressures that we're seeing in oil and bringing it from above $90 with eyes on 100 to back below $90 and, uh, well, back around $90 and potential for a bit more of a corrective move. OK, uh, we're approaching the middle of the week, Craig. What should we look out for as far as the highlights for the remaining three days or so this week? It's really obviously hard to see past the Fed minutes on Wednesday and the inflation data on Thursday. There's a few other pieces of data around the world that's, which will be of interest. Um, but all, I think those two are just the quite clear highlights. And then there is still some earnings. Like we, we haven't gone past earnings season yet. We're more than halfway through. And yes, some of the massive names that we would normally uh, keep a close eye on have reported earnings. But even today, we're going to get some numbers from Twitter, Uber, Disney. So there's still plenty of massive names still to report earnings, which can still play a huge role in dictating sentiment and then the same is true over the course of the rest of this week i think it's around 20 percent of the s p 500 reporting earnings over the course of this week so we're not quite uh, through earnings season yet we're just moving towards the back end uh, so we've still got uh, there's still going to be a lot of focus on this but like i say it's really hard to see past uh, the fed minutes on uh, wednesday evening and the 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 u.s inflation data on thursday because i just feel like that's really going to play a big role i guess the only other thing as well is the speak from various policymakers, whether that be Federal Reserve, ECB, Bank of England or elsewhere, to try and get a gauge of, yes, we've seen a clear shift in towards the hawkish side amongst uh, many of these central banks. But what are the individual policymakers now saying? Because there seems to be clear defies. Look at the Bank of England last week. They all agreed that we needed a rate hike, but actually four of the nine voted for a 50 basis point rate hike rather than a 25 basis point. And you can see this clear divide as well on the Federal Reserve, and no doubt the ECB is seeing uh, these similar divisions as well. Christine Lagarde earlier this week came out trying to almost soften the mood and say, well, let's not get too carried away here. But the problem is the kind of credibility aspect is called into question because they've been pushing back for so long, retaining that transitory line for so long that trying to push back against the markets at this point is almost a, a pointless task. What we need to start seeing is the inflation data heading in the right direction so the central banks now start to look like they're talking more sense rather than just following the markets, which is where we're currently headed. So a lot of central banks speak over the course of this week, which I think will be very closely followed as well. OK, Craig, thanks very much for joining us today. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. This is the Oanda Podcast.